Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Oh, yeah. Better than this. I don't know what I'm doing. I can't do this shit. What's better than this? Guys, being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs. And we are hosts on this Friday, this Victory Friday edition of the show. Kyle, welcome. Do you smell that? Is that Adam Gason smelling salts and before a preseason game? Uh, yeah. I had a good meme with that. I like that one. Oh, I'm it was, it. I'll uh, go back and see it. <laughs> he was like, as the salts are hitting his brain and his eyeballs roll back in his head, the caption was, when your wife asks you to, quote, stay with me and the baby instead of checking your binders for the third time this Friday. <laughs> oh, man. That's good. That's good. What a weird guy that is, man. Man, what a nut. Adam Gates, man. Low-key becoming one of my favorite pieces of content in the NFL. Easy now that he's not yours, right? Correct. I only could wish Rex Ryan took a job somewhere else so I can enjoy. You see the ESPN. You could still you could still get some some action. Imagine watching football analysis on ESPN. Ooh, touche. Good point. (laughs) Stuff does not move the needle for me, man. It just doesn't. (laughs) It's a it's it's a hard line to walk, right? Like let's let's just be clear about that as people that do football media too. It's a hard line to walk between being very analysis driven but having an entertainment value and not talking over some people's heads or not getting uh too into the weeds you know it's it's you're on a tightrope a lot of times i know i know which is why we stick to adam gase jokes and yeah that's why the people follow you and for and for whiskey chugs after preseason wins kyle what the hell was that i said it's gonna be a rough year we're gonna enjoy every dub we get along the way <laughs> i'm sitting here getting back after watching the bills game firing up twitter.com and i see kyle with a four finger pour chug after the dolphins went over the falcons and i'm like my guy's gonna die by the end of the year <laughs> that one hurt me a little bit i can't lie it was smooth i'll be honest it was one of your smoothest efforts i can tell you had the throat opened up it went down smooth i'm sure you struggled like internally, but we would never know from the video. It was not the best whiskey. <laughs> of course, it you was, don't. It was it was Kirkland brand. Oh, well. So it's it's aged like five years, like it's the bare minimum that they'll actually like put on the shelves. It was very um, very harsh. So I'm glad I played off well. But that one honestly hurt me more than any one I've ever done before. Well, and you're coming off of a weekend in, you know, Louisville, Kentucky, right? Just drinking top shelf bourbon for three days in a row. And now you're chugging Kirkland shit. You know, like, it's a tough jump, man. My liver says not again. Please. (laughs) Got some preseason games to talk about, man. Some young players stood out. Where do you want to start? Well, we could start with some of the plays that got clipped and posted on the draftnetwork.com last night. We could. If you guys are unfamiliar, this is something that we're going to be doing this year uh, that's new. As we want to uh, be inspired by uh, some of the, the 
football websites who do quick hitting content that that allows you to process stuff quickly, whether it's on commercial breaks or halftime or you got to get up and go to the can and you want to see what you're missing. So we have uh, these blurb style posts that are dedicated to um, the happenings when football games are on. This will be going on on college football season, on college game days, NFL Sundays, Thursday night football and, and Sunday night football, Monday night football. And uh, Trevor and Jordan were on last night and they did a great job kind of highlighting some of the big plays from the rookies in the preseason. Yeah, I think one of my favorites, Kyle, uh, from the inventory of plays that we saw last night was just that summary of Kyler Murray. You know, what did he go six for six on that drive? And it's not that he like delivered dimes down the field, but it was. It was the Kyler that I was hoping to see in terms of confidence, rhythm, you know, getting to his spots, knowing where his eyes need to be, keeping the offense on schedule, moving the zip off his hand in terms of how that ball just kind of flies off and just overall command. Now, I know they didn't score on the drive and all that type of stuff, but for, uh, you know, the jump that he was making in the offense that he was playing in at home, just a big stage, and, and it didn't look too big for him. And I think that's one of the biggest things for – for rookies and and evaluating them in their first preseason game is how do they respond to that moment? And I thought Kyler did a really good job of, of really commanding that, that drive. But what about Daniel Jones? He's like five for five with a couple of touchdown passes, man. Wasn't he? He was good for him, dude. Yep. I'm here for the, the Daniel Jones, Josh Allen, Super Bowl, and for Twitter to explode. I think the, the internet would legitimately explode if that Super Bowl ever materialized. I have I to give my brother credit that. for that, though. He came up with that last night. No. Yeah. No. You need it personally. What would you do? How would you deal with that personally? I mean, I... I was a little more respectful to Daniel than what I was to Josh. Wow. I Daniel is a top 75 player, I believe. I think... Yeah, yeah, he was just—he just was not a top ten player, right? Like no, that was no. It's yeah. just kind of like, meh. Um, how fun would it be if it was like Miami and Buffalo AFC Championship game? We'd go, by the way. Um, and then on the other side was the Giants versus who's like really maligned? Who's a really maligned rookie quarterback? Like Dak or? Cowboys have had success. I'm trying to think of like Mitch Trubisky. Yes, Chicago. Yeah. And it's just the internet would just like poop their pants. (laughs) But he can't throw left. (laughs) Just put all Sam Darnold's a bust, right? (laughs) Put all your defenders on the right side of the field because Mitch can't throw left. (laughs) All 11 outside the hash to the right. Kyle, I I have something to gripe about. Okay. The NFL allowed the New England Patriots to get Chase Winovich in the third round and Jacoby Myers undrafted. They let it happen. Jacoby Myers, six catches, 69 yards, two touchdowns. Nice. Been great all camp long. I mean, just you hear tons of buzz out of of New England's camp about how consistent he's been. And it's just like a great fit for him. I know he's not like an overly dynamic athlete, but ball skills, his ability to catch the football and win in those contested situations is perfect for what they do. And then Chase Winovich, man, just getting low and bending the outside edge track like he did all freaking year last year at Michigan 
doing it for the Patriots, had a sack and a half, two quarterback hits, and I don't know how good pass rushers fall to the third round, but uh, the NFL let it happen, and he went to the New England Patriots. You see Nikhil Harry's catch? Yeah, yeah. Great great contested kind of back shoulder ball uh, high point. It's a lot of how he, how he wanted Arizona State, too. So good showing for the Patriots rookie class. I know Jared Stidham looked good last night, too. Yeah, uh, for 14 to 24, 179 yards, touchdown, 95 rating. I didn't, I mean, I'm not going to pretend like I saw the, I saw the couple of throws to, to Myers and then the, the Harry play. And then that was about all of that I saw in terms of quarterbacks overall from that Patriots game. So I'll be anxious to kind of take a look at that. You know who else uh, is hard to believe that the NFL let this happen? It's going to be Brian Burns, the Patriots. It is going to be Brian yeah. Burns. Two sacks for Brian Burns last night. Uh, the first one was kind of just like a, a muddled pocket, third and 15. Now, did you see him toss 73? Did you see him toss the offensive tackle? Yes. Yes. Woo. My guy. He, he had a little help, but he still tossed him. <laughs> and uh, the, the second one was kind of unblocked in space, and he collapses down and shows great acceleration. Kind of works over top of the tight end. But back. those tackles are tough to make a lot of times, right? Like yes, to have are. the control. They are. And Controlling um, that athleticism to finish is like you see guys whiff on that all the time. The athleticism on the edge cannot be overstated and or, or understated, I should say. And we should not forget that after week one of the preseason, my edge one has two sacks. And everybody else's edge one has a high ankle sprain. Oh, God, it's going to be a long year of this, isn't it? <laughs> Just getting ready for what I can expect over the next 20 weeks of our lives, you know? Tracker, yep, every week. <laughs> uh, I, by the way, this is I didn't plan on talking about this, but I have to. I just pulled up the uh, Jaguars-Ravens box score and the the wonderful trio of quarterbacks that the Jacksonville Jaguars played. Tanner Lee, Alex Magoo, and Gardner Minshew. Combined to go 10 of 25 for 44 yards and two picks. Jesus. <laughs> they ran the ball 24 times for 68 yards. Jesus. What the hell is that? I mean, how look, I would yards, talk too much about it. Right? How many yards per play is that? That's, that's, did they have Between 100? The <laughs> Wait, I got to look it up. They had 112 total yards on 53 plays. 2.8 yards nice. per play. Look, it's preseason. The two teams that went 0-16 in NFL history, right, the Browns and, and Lions, they were combined 8-0 in preseason, right? So I get the context of preseason, but my God, that's terrible execution. It's Maybe it's good great. defense. I don't know. I didn't watch a game. It's not great. But what was great was Mac Wilson getting two picks for the brand, the TDM brand off to a, a nice rebound Um Mac obviously falling to the fifth round was a player that a lot of us here at the draft network were pretty high on uh, this time last year coming into the college football season. And he played well for the first half of the year and kind of struggled the second half. And those struggles carried over to the pre-draft process and the NFL combine. And, but you saw uh, his strength was always pass coverage and he got two picks and a pick six off Dwayne Haskins in last night's uh, preseason game. So great showing for Mac for the Browns, uh, and the the Browns in general. Their I mean their offense was electric when they came out last night. Yeah, Baker man, what was he five of six, seventy seven yards in that touchdown pass that he threw? Yeah. Yeah. Oh brother, he's good. 
He's a good football player, man. Cleveland's got something going there with him. Uh, I want to talk about Devin Singletary if I can. Yeah, go ahead, and then I'll talk about Josh Rosen. We'll be even. Listen, um, you know how many? Do you remember how many catches Devin Singletary had last year for Florida Atlantic? Wasn't like six. Six. He had six. Caught three passes for twenty-one yards for the Bills last night, and uh, I mean they weren't all like perfect throws. He made some good adjustments. So, good example of because a guy wasn't asked to do it in college, it doesn't mean he can't do it uh, because he looked really good catching the football, but. You know, the Bills had a touchdown drive uh, that ended in a Matt Barkley throw to Cam Phillips, of all people. But that was a good example of Devin Singletary being able to be the the lead focal point of the offense because he caught those passes. He, I think he had two runs that converted for third downs, and it was the contact balance and the vision that we always saw from him. And so, um, you know, I want to see him with the ones a little bit, and I want to see him go against some first-teamers as the pre- preseason goes along. But I was really encouraged, first of all, by – the com- comfort that he illustrated catching the football, but also that he could be, uh, you know, the stallion of a touchdown drive. So I was, I was very encouraged by that. You say a stallion? I did. I didn't want to say horse. You know, I thought it would be just give myself a little different words there. You know, stallion. Yeah. I like that that phrasing. Preston Williams is called calling himself a unicorn. By the way, did he? Yeah, we've been crapping on Preston Williams for a long time now, and he. Uh, he didn't like that too much based on his performance. <laughs> no, yeah, Preston uh, Preston balled out last night. Uh, he won a lot of contested situations, which is how you'd expect him to have to win, right? When you think about his athletic profile and what his route running was at Colorado State, he worked as a volume receiver, and the polish as a route runner really wasn't, wasn't to a high level. And... Um, he just beat the piss out of defensive backs last night. It was fun to watch. I mean, he had um, a one-handed catch in the final minute of the second half as the Dolphins started from their own 25-yard line uh, to end up taking Miami, to kickstart Miami going down the field. He had a toe tap along the left sideline uh, that was another – 20 yards. He had uh, a catch in with a defender draped on his body as Rosen throws it ball in the grasp of a defender and makes a diving catch going on the ground. Like he, he never really had great separation, but he just beat guys up at the catch point. And that's, that's a, a specifically for Miami. They don't have a lot of receivers like that. They got small shifty Kenny stills, Albert Wilson, Jakeem Grant, like Devontae Parker could be that guy, but he's mentally and physically soft as a football player. So to see a guy that just knocks you around at the catch point was was a great development for Miami and, and great for Preston Williams' chances to make the Dolphins. Uh, I want to hear all about Josh Rosen because I didn't get a chance to watch that game. Okay, so the first two possessions, um, it was a replay of Arizona. Like – getting off his forced off his spot in two seconds or less. <laughs> like they could not block to save their life. Michael Dieter had a trash game. I don't want to hear yesterday. that. Yeah, it was not good. Uh, very, very bad. Rosen had uh, an interception in which he was looking to work the sticks 
and uh, throw at the sticks on a, a little sit down route in the middle of the field. And he came, came to it pretty quickly and he, he kind of telegraphed it and uh, linebacker in zone coverage squeezed the route as it pressed up the field and then ended up undercutting the throw, ran the the ball back to the three yard line. Uh, But after that interception, Rosen came back and was dealing. He had a dime over the middle for his last throw of the game to Chris Herndon that went up the seam for like 25 yards. A lot of explosive chunk plays. And uh, he was forced off his spot. Uh, a number of times, and the throwing accuracy was not there. And you'd expect for a guy who's traditionally a pocket passer, a guy who's going to be best on his throwing platform, but he showed enough mobility to make a man miss and throw the ball away. So I thought he did a better job as the game went on mitigating the negative plays, and uh, he was really a spark plug in the offense as far as creating chunk plays as a passer and looking to throw the ball downfield and being aggressive now the, one of the primary criticisms for Josh Rosen all training camp was, well, he's being a check down Charlie in practice and he's taking too many check downs and throwing to the backs too much. N- not last night. Uh, he was thrown into to man coverage with Preston Williams, showed great chemistry with him. Uh, I was super pleased. Obviously the interception was bad, but he had a two-minute drill where he took the Dolphins 75 yards for uh, a field goal drive stalled inside the f- five. They should have had a touchdown. Uh, Rosen had to scramble on third down and got tackled at like the two. Um, yeah, it was a good. It was a good overall game from Josh Rosen. How was John Comiskey in this game? I know he flashed a ton in that Hall of Fame game that I watched last week against Denver. Uh, I saw he had a tackle for loss, but what do you think his impact was like? You know, I got to tell you, I didn't notice him at all. Oh, <laughs> all right. Um, the Dolphins offensive group, offensive line group, I should say, is very difficult to, Jordan Mills was a hot piece of garbage last night, by the way. Sorry to hear that. Uh, they had him playing left tackle because Tunsil didn't play. Okay. Well, that says a lot. He's played seven years in a row at right tackle. He was brutal. Um, Michael Dieter just chased guys. Uh, Sam or um, Jesse Davis at right tackle was probably their best offensive player, but the entire second string was just not very, not very effective. Okay, so when Tunsil goes down, you can't play Mills at left tackle. They don't have a left tackle. They got Isaiah Prince, Christ. who's right tackle. They have Jesse Davis, who is the starting right tackle right now. You have Jordan Mills. Like these are all right tackle players. They do not have a backup left tackle. <laughs> so Tunsil cannot get hurt. Well, I'm sure we'll see that. It's because it's like if, it, if, it, if it can't happen and it's going to be a disaster for the Dolphins, it's going to happen. A cool moment last night. I don't know if you got a chance to see this on Twitter, but uh, you know how the AFC East, they got all of those, the, what is it called? The international players. Yes. The Bills, Dolphins, Patriots, Jets yes. all got a player from Europe to, to come and be part of the team. And they get like a roster exemption in terms of an additional practice squad player. We saw this with uh, F.A. I can't say his last name for the Panthers last year. And he actually made the team and had a really good game against the, the Bengals. But 
So Christian Wade is the Bills player and uh, rugby player. He's like 27 years old. He's trying to play running back in the NFL. And he gets his first touch ever in a football game in his life. And he houses it for a 65-yard touchdown run, man. That was a cool moment. So uh, that was one of my favorites uh, in terms of, uh, of – obviously, I watched the Bills game very very intently. So that was cool to see, man. If you get a chance to check out that highlight, I would. Very good. I think we're done here, Joe. Are we? You have any questions for me, Kyle? I think I can no, answer I for you? No? no, I don't. Don't want to hear about Tyree Jackson and Josh Allen and – I mean, do, you have anything, do you have anything you want to talk about with the Bills game other than the that international player? Oh, I talked about Devin Singletary. Okay, so I think we're good. Here. If you want to hear about my takes for the, for the Bills, check out Lockdown Bills, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Wow, yeah, good <laughs> very good call. I, t- I gave you thirty minutes of analysis on it on every position group. So, well, we hope you enjoyed the games yesterday. I know we did. We will be back Monday to recap two more nights of NFL preseason action. We're going to start getting into some uh, conference previews uh, in the near future as well on, on this program. So We need hit, bets to come uh, out of those, Kyle. We need bets, yes. brother. Yeah, we'll what do we have, it. one or two now? I think we have one. Crap. One. Oh, is it the Chiefs? Uh, Broncos? It's Chiefs Chargers versus uh, Eagles Cowboys. For That's really time. it, huh? That's all we got? That's it. Crap. We got to find more. We got to be better. Got to be better for our listeners. We didn't. I think we, you and I, just don't want to be wrong. So, we're, <laughs> and we're both. I don't think either one of us is that much of an idiot, too. You know, so it just gets challenging. You're correct. Oh, oh I have a question for you. Yeah, what's up? What'd you think about my uh, fantasy football team name and icon? Looks like a quarterback. Named like a quarterback. Named like a quarterback. Very clever. With a Marino. 13 Bills jersey. No? It was okay. Come on. I'm not that creative of a guy. You know, this was pretty decent for me. Did you like my team name? Yeah, I did. And I really liked your icon with Charlie Castle. You're looking like an idiot. (laughs) That's very good. My team name is Amari Pooper. (laughs) We know who you're taking in the first round. What happens if you don't get Amari? Uh, Then I'll find something else to make a play on. All right. (laughs) <laughs> it's the picture of Charlie at, at uh, Giants camp, and he looks like um, like a TV movie villain because he's got his hands like interlocked in front of his chest, and he's smiling at the camera. And uh, Charlie's just not the very photogenic guy. I don't think I've ever seen a good picture of Charlie, so I had to I had to crop that and throw that in there. Do you have a Charlie uh, Casserly voice impersonation? No. I haven't worked on that one. Practice that over the weekend. I have not worked on that one enough to openly admit that I've tried it. But you have worked on it. No comment. Yeah, I know. I know (laughs) you, you rascal. (laughs) That's it for Draft Dudes. Come back. See us again on Monday. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the weekend, guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.